0: Hi, this is Chris, and this is John, and you're listening to the Nerdy Dad Cast. It's the end of 2020, and what a year!
1: It was great. It was everything you can imagine. It was all, I mean, there were rainbows every day. I'm pretty sure ponies were marching down the street. At least that's what my daughter told me. And I think, you know, Mm. I think it's been a really great year. And I think, you know, we have every year is great. Okay, I'm gonna stop now. I was gonna
0: ask, like, (laughs) what did you have for dinner? (laughs) Do you have leftovers? Do, do you deliver? What's in that tea you're drinking? Yeah, a little little something, something. Well, I had a, a
1: coffee today that had a
0: little something, something. I need a little pick-me-up this afternoon. And-
1: After this year, there's no shame in that. I mean, I think that should be every day from now on. No kidding.
0: You know, we were, before we hit record, we were sort of chatting about like, what will we, you know, talk about? And I had sort of suggested like maybe kind of like a year in review and in, you know, fairness, you would point out, yeah, it'd be like five minutes. And then we'd be like, yeah, so that's the show. See you next year. But it's definitely been, you know, thinking back to sort of you and I, we got together late last year, talked about getting, you know, doing this. We had some great ideas. We then ran into some, uh, you know, essentially, life. Well, each one of us, different times, and then I, I the believe, world.
1: yeah, I believe actually, we went down into this fabled thing called going out for beers. I seem to remember that was where this all started. And Sorry. what 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 is this thing going out for beers? Again, I mentioned unicorns walking down the streets earlier. I think going out for beers was the same sort of thing. It was a, it was the storybooks or something. I don't really remember, but I seem to remember that's how this story started. Yeah.
0: And that, you know, we, we talked about, oh, well, maybe we can connect, sit down, hammer out a couple of episodes at a time. I had all my podcasting gear. We were ready to go. Um, I, you know, ended up having to leave the country uh, for a, a short period of time unexpectedly. And when I came back, that was the last time I essentially left my place.
1: We are very thankful the charges were dropped. And I think that was a very good life lesson for you. And I don't think, you know, I think, I don't think you'll do that again. Yeah. You know,
0: obviously no one would have predicted the year that we had had. So it kind of behooves me to suggest that should we predict the year we're going to have in 2021? Like, at what point do we sort of decide, you know what? Predictions, they're out the window. It's...
1: Yeah, you know, a few years back, and up until a few years back, actually, I used to challenge, I'd go like, you know, come on, universe, bring it. Every year, the universe can bring whatever, and we can beat that. Mm -hmm. And then the universe really hit me hard, and then it continued on into 2020. And so now, I know it's much better to just sort of, you know, compliment the universe, tell the universe how pretty how powerful it is, how mighty, stroke the universe's ego, and then hope that uh, the universe will just leave you the F alone. Mm-hmm. I think, really, in making any predictions for 2021, we're only going to challenge the universe. And I don't know that uh, I'm brave enough to do that anymore, frankly. Yeah, I
0: I think if I weren't, I'm not necessarily going to offer a prediction, but things I, I hope to be able to do again. And, you know, one of them is possibly actually meeting someone and drinking a beer within a distance less than virtual. Mm. You know, like it could be like, Hey John, you want to go to the park and have a beer? And what we do is we sit in opposite corners, drinking beer, texting, but we'll have to find one of those parks in Vancouver. where you are allowed to drink beer because you're not allowed to actually drink beer outside. Apparently this is like, things are going to have to change.
1: We could drink beer out of Pepsi cans or something to sort of, you know, do the, or paper yeah. bags. I mean, I haven't drinking a, ba- a beer of a paper bag since I was like seventeen. So you know, maybe we can
0: That's go there true. again. Yeah, it would be real retro, right? <laughs> um, you know, and I I was actually thinking, you know, I was talking to my wife about sort of baby force, and you know, this year we had her uh, we had her in dance lessons. She's expressed interest in dance, and we were going to get her into this sort of. It was like a, uh, not like a a craft activity thing. Essentially, you know. I, I described it as what I went through in like grade eight, home ec industrial ed, like where it's like you explore all of these different sort of um facets of life that you know in school was apparently deemed very important and sort of allow her to explore, whether it, you know, be cooking or or what have you. When we had all these things that we thought we might do. Maybe, maybe one of them might happen next year.
1: You know, though, even though you have no talent yourself, you can still teach those things. You can yes, teach her. How,
0: you know, this is what how to, you don't do.
1: Yeah, how to make those shorts with a sewing machine. You can teach her how to make that grilled cheese sandwich. You know, you you have those powers, Chris. Well, you you
0: think highly of me that I can actually use a sewing machine and not, you know, proceed to.
1: No, I didn't say you sew do that my that.
0: arms together.
1: But but in your daughter's eyes, you can. So you know that's the important part right there. It's not <laughs> not my eyes that matter
0: what well, yeah. Hey, look what daddy did, mama. His arms are stitched <laughs> together. <laughs> no, I, we were, we were actually talking about, uh, you know, this type of thing that we were going to do is then trying to do that over the holidays. Like our holiday is going to be spent, um, doing sort of arts, crafts, baking, um, uh, baby force has essentially Christmas break two weeks off. And so, uh, my wife is home for sort of the first week, the three of us are here, I'll be working from home. And then the second week she has to go back to work. So I'll, I've taken that, that week off and that's her idea um, is to, you know, she's uh, at daycare, I actually made cookies. And so she's expressed interest in doing this. I'm like, oh, totally. Let's make some shortbread cookies. You know, how badly can that go wrong? As long as I don't mix the salt with the sugar, I think that's critically the only problem.
1: Well, I mean, luckily for us, there are podcasts for cooking shortbread cookies so i want to call out right now our uh our sister podcast over the shortbread cookie cast and uh you know you just listen to them a few times okay no i don't think there's a shortbread cookie cast there might be but there okay, are... there's
0: enough podcasts there yeah, has to okay, be a there, shortbread there is. i don't
1: know them but youtube videos are your friends as well you can watch other people make shortbread cookies and then you can make some sort of disaster yourself being all inspired mm-hmm. by them it's kind of like you know looking at pinterest before you do one of these things and you know you can <laughs> You'll have inspiration, but it'll be a horrible, horrible. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Gordon Ramsay shortbread cookies, light force shortbread cookies. Pretty much the same thing, no difference. Totally. So um, the but you know these are the things that we're sort of thinking of of doing and and that and dancing. I can't help her there. I mean, let's be honest. It's really just about movement, but she's already expressed interest in in moving. Um, We might, you know, we can continue to do that. But the fact that baby force laughs at daddy when he starts to, you know, bust a move, it's like I'm going through high school all over again.
1: The one thing I'm finding right now with movement is that everything is a parkour course. And I'm just sort of watching now and seeing when my furniture will finally give out. Because, I mean, you know, (laughs) I know that, you know, my furniture is a certain quality, but... I watch sort of the jumps that are made to the furniture and the jumps that are made off the furniture. And it's sooner or later, one of those things is just going to crack and fall. So, you know, the, the dad warnings of don't do that don't really help. So I'm just going to watch and keep the camera going and hopefully I'll get something amusing by the end of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She's, she has tried to use the place as a parkour course. The problem is our neighbors blowing too happy about that. So
1: Mm -hmm. we'll have to
0: take the parkour outside.
1: Yeah, we have one below, so it's nice. It's fair game.
0: Yeah, I think if we were to to redo, if we ever to find another place, we'll have somewhere that she can jump. That if there's anyone that's upset, it's just us.
1: Yeah,
0: right. Which that's a good life? Yeah it it would allow for more more fun indoors, especially with how sort of the weather has been as of late. Um, Baby Force generally doesn't mind the rain, wind, uh, hellfire, and brimstone that comes out of the sky this time of year, but um mommy and daddy kind of (laughs) do so we're let's be honest we're the we're the weaklings but even even she is like I'm cold, I'm wet and I can appreciate that because I'm cold and I'm wet too so
1: see there's an old Norwegian thing they say that uh it's basically you know there's no weak people there's only weak equipment Mm. So, we have a lot as, of
0: weak equipment here.
1: As long as you you've just got to up your equipment game, you know, make it, whether it means, you know, you need to be full on bubble boy and just have like the rain bouncing off your bubble, That's that's completely fine. But, you know, you can get out there and you can roll around and you can have fun.
0: You know, and I, it's funny you mention it. Cause like I, I grew up in Vancouver and my sport was soccer, which means in the winter I'm outside in rain and mud. Like I, I actually casually joke around when people complain about playing soccer and the rain It's like, you play on grass. Now when I grew up in the city of Vancouver, all weather fields were like gravel. I think they called it like gyro or whatever, which essentially was the cool name. They called gravel and dirt that turned into like cement, but wasn't cement. I played soccer on that. So really grass is like, you know, playing on lux- luxury carpet. But what I became accustomed to was the the cold weather. And I would be off and outside until such time as my limbs no longer functioned the way I sort of wanted them to. Like, I remember there were years where I'd be refereeing soccer and at the end of a long day in the rain, I'd go to try to get in the car and I didn't have the strength in my hands to
1: turn the key. It's fair. Um, I'm just thinking, you know, thinking of soccer, you brought it up, 10 or 12 or 15 or 20 years ago. It's hard to tell at this point. But Chris and I were both season ticket holders for the Vancouver Whitecaps. Oh, yes. And we spent many miserable, (laughs) miserable, not at all entertaining games standing in the rain, cold. Mm -hmm. So, So what you have to do is, you know, bring back that inner soccer fan of yourself and just put the actual good energy towards your daughter and say, look, I am doing this and I could, and I mean, I know we're 10 or 12 years older now and I know that's harder, but, (laughs) but we used to get cold and wet. We did. Yeah. So God, man,
0: those were some miserable nights. Like there was (laughs) one, I recall, I want to say my sister ended up giving us a a ride after. I want to say, um, we're, Oh God. I, yeah, it was, it was similar. Like I had no functional strength in my hands. Um, I couldn't feel my feet. And it wasn't like it was below zero. It It's that wet cold that just somehow finds
1: its way to like not only freeze your bones, but also freeze your soul. Totally. And the games weren't even that good. So if we can look at that now and think, you know, playing with our kids is much better than watching <laughs> those god-awful white cap games, then, you know, that's that's where you pull that inner spirit from and just go for it. And yes, you won't be able to move tonight, but, you know, that's, it's worth it. Yeah. Well, isn't it? There's this... I think is it Norwegian
0: term, but it's called like Higgy where yes. Higgy. essentially you, you, the it's the contrast of sort of what you do outside and in this warmth sort of comfortable feeling inside. And, um, and it, it, like, I don't know enough about it. So I could be completely, you know, talking out of my rear here, but the idea is that you, those contrasts are what make the experience when you come back in, um, where you're quiet, comfortable, warm, much more experiential.
1: It's true. Now, my father was from Norway. He was born there and I've gone back many times and spent a lot of time and I have a lot of very close family there that I love very much. However, um, you can't really compare Norwegians to anything else in the world because, you know, I tried climbing a mountain with one once and they just bounce up the mountains like mountain goats and I was huffing and puffing and I was, again, I was like 22 at the time. I wasn't even, it wasn't that I was old but, you know, they're just a different creature altogether. So, but yes, yeah, mm-hmm. so- Higa or higgly or yes, that concept.
0: Yeah. I, I'm sure I butchered the, the actual pronunciation. Yeah. Well,
1: um, no, worse than, no worse than Ikea. Well, I, I was going to say, yeah.
0: it, like when I first saw the word, I'm like, what type of furniture is it from Ikea? Mm-hmm. But, but no, it's an actual concept. Um, you know, talking a little bit about, uh, you know, what to, to get up to in, in the course of sort of 2021. I mean, uh, There is the possibility of vaccination taking place at some point. Um, I don't believe it alone will be sufficient to make things go back to even sort of a new normal, but it'll at least help us on that way. If, and when, you know, vaccination is a thing, will you venture outside into the wide world of people again? Or do you think you're probably going to keep that bubble pretty tight? Maybe not as tight or, or what have you?
1: Um, personally for us, I mean, we've been very, we've, this whole experience, I mean, the year is coming up to it, but the whole experience as well changed us a lot. I do very much miss hanging with uh, certain people, good friends with, I miss going out for that beer and I miss all that thing. But at the same time, it's also sort of, um, us on the city. We don't want to be so much in the city anymore. So <laughs> we might find ourselves in this next year moving elsewhere and making new communities and seeing how that goes. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely the things I'm personally looking forward to is you know being able to cross a border again. That's going to be nice. We had to cancel some pretty major trips this year, and like I, I mentioned, family before. We have family all over the place, so I would really like to see that them again. And um, yeah, I think that, you know there's a lot of the old things that we miss. Certainly, you know, even on the nerdier side, I mean, board gaming, we've been doing a lot of uh, two-player, three-player board games. But for instance, we have like a legacy game called Pandemic Legacy, and we played it with neighbors the first two seasons of it. And it's one of these games that you start and it goes over 12 months and you play each Mm -hmm. month. And so it's a great game. And we played two seasons of it. And then the third one came out during the pandemic as, as it is. So, uh, you know, that's one of the first things we look forward to is playing that with our neighbors again, hopefully, if it happens. But, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of these things are, yeah, we miss miss socializing and very early on, I mean, like a lot of people, we did it through Zoom, we did it through whatever video platform you needed, but even that got old pretty quick. And uh, I think right now, the most socializing I do outside of my four is with you uh, once every two weeks or something (laughs) or whatever whenever we do it now having said that i mean i went out by myself last night i went out for a walk and again you had been talking about walks and how it was your uh your moment of day and how it sort of revived you recovered you and so i figured yeah i'll go do that and i'll even go to the store and i'll go and see if i can get some christmas stuff and so i went out and i did and i had like a walk i noticed right away that my um My cardio was much lower than it had been before Mm because I got tired pretty fast and normally I can walk quite a long way. And The other problem was within five minutes, and especially, you know, we live in one of the most populated areas in Vancouver in North America. So within five minutes, I ran across somebody who was cursing a sign. Oh, you know, keep it away from each other. That's baloney. Nobody has to do that. And so, you know, within five minutes, I ran into one of those people that is like, oh, God, I, don't, I want to go back inside the house. Yeah. And so I called him a name, which I wouldn't normally do, but I, I did. And uh, then I moved on. <laughs> so, so I think my the message of that story is I'm going to have to learn social skills again mm-hmm. once I'm actually dealing, dealing with groups. Because there's certain things, like I say, within my net of four that I can't just say to the average person walking down the street, I don't think. Maybe I will. Maybe it'll be a new world. Maybe this will be part of the new reality. But uh, mm-hmm. we'll see somebody without a mask and we'll be hey I'm really good. But no.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, for us, I think mean, travel would be would be nice. Like we canceled a trip to go and, and see uh the in laws uh, for the holidays. And, and it's not like we'd have to cross a, a border to go visit them. Uh, we don't even have to cross a, uh, a regional health, uh, border, which, you know, for those who are listening to this podcast right now, the, the provincial health order in, in British Columbia, uh, strongly advised travel between regions, which means I am technically not allowed to cross the Fraser river to see my parents. Um, but I could arguably go all the way up to Powell river, which would
1: require like two ferries. It's true. I cannot visit the city that I was born in, which, you know, is actually kind of a benefit. I I now have excuses not to go there. It's great.
0: Yeah. But, it, you know, that type of travel has been com- sort of completely shut down. It's, you know, advice that you don't do that. And we're, we're taking that advisory to, to heart. Um, we got reminders of, oh, and this was in, would have been October. You know, a year ago, you were in Maui. And for us, like, you know, we have a very soft spot for the, the Island of Maui um, baby force got to go there for the first time last year. And we sort of want to make that sort of our, a family sort of destination for the three of us. So I know when, if, and when we can, that's probably a place we might go visit, um, which if uh, the Canadian airlines uh, would have their way, we might go right now, but um <laughs> That's a whole different, you know, bag of tricks, but, uh, it's the getting outside part that I think is going to be the, the, the transition. Like, yeah, I, I've been going for walks and generally when it's me on my own outside, sort of walking along the river, uh, into, into town and back enough space, I, I feel okay. But I commented sort of this past weekend, how I'm much more cognizant of my personal space And the level of anxiousness that goes, um, through me when someone sort of passes through that space. And when I talk about personal space, I'm not talking about like standing right next to me. If you come within like, you know, six feet of me, the senses are going off. In fact, if it looks like your trajectory has you coming within that six feet sort of, you know, bubble around me, I'm getting a little anxious, I I wonder when that'll go away. Like, and it's, it's noticeable like baby force when she and I went and did a little holiday shopping this past weekend, she could, you know, sense that daddy was a little more, had a heightened, you know, sense of, of, of the world around him. Uh, and I'll be honest, it wasn't actually that bad at the mall we went to. It was actually a pleasant experience. It's just, there are though a few people that, you know, everyone's wearing a mask, thankfully, but I think there are some who are like, Oh, well, the mask is keeping everything perfectly fine. Like, you know, the three layer cloth thing I have that hopefully is three layers. You know, I could pretty much go and use it to create world peace. If only we could stitch one big enough for the entire planet. And that's the part. I think it's the false sense of, of, of safety that some people have that then, winds my paranoia or anxiousness or just reasonableness you know completely out
1: i kept finding that um i was very sensitive about the mask because i mean generally when i'm outside if i'm by myself if i'm not near people then i'm not necessarily going to wear the mask but i Hmm. certainly have it now it's that fashion accessory that's hanging off my ear i do i will not do the you know cover my chin thing and let everything else come because you look Like, honestly, that's like the modern IQ test now. It's like you look at that person and you're like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) But, I mean, every time I saw people coming near within 20 feet, then I would just lift and put my mask back over. And, you know, I felt that was very – like, I I felt very sensitive to it. And also, you know, yeah, if you're on a street or an area that's a little more crowded and that person comes within six feet of you, I mean – I found a lot of people these days, we make really wide swaths of each other. We see somebody coming, and you go left, and I go right, and we don't come anywhere near each other. And those people that are sort of um, clueless enough that they don't do that, they just walk right into your space, then, yeah, I clenched right up. And mm-hmm. suddenly I noticed my fists. It was like I had to defend my kids or something. My fists were all clenched, and yeah. I was like, I'm going to have to punch. if I But then again, you don't want to have physical contact because, you know, that's not good either. Not that I would have gone there in the first place. But, you know, yeah, it's like – this new well, and that's quest. the thing
0: you know, there are, there are sort of the two sets of people. I mean, there's probably subsets of that, but there's the ones who you, you see each other and you're like two ships that give each other a wide berth. It's like, I'll be walking down a path, which arguably probably has enough space if we were to walk on the edge beside each other to have enough distance, but neither one of us wants to risk the other one not doing that. So we give it the extra like three feet into the grass and the mud. And then we nod and we, you know, sort of, smile with our eyes at each other then there's yeah then there's the other group who are just like yeah i'm just gonna walk this way and i am i'm heading you know due east you can see where i am get out of my way or i don't care if you do get out of my way that's the you know those are the, the people that sort of start to give me some some type of stress um and when we we're out when i was out with baby forest this past weekend i'm very cognizant of her in the space like she's you know, this, this is a mall. What are you doing, malls? You run around and you have a good time. And oh my goodness, this is something we don't do all that often. And I don't want to. I don't want to take that away because I actually think that's really good for her. It's 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 giving some normalcy to a life that's been, frankly, abnormal for the course of the year. Uh, yep. But then I'm also wanting her to not not be. it's not that she's disrespecting anyone, but I want don't want anyone else to sort of go through that experience that I might be having because there's this you know three and a half year old you know, running all over the place, having a good time.
1: And you think about that. I mean, you put that into perspective. She's three and a half. We've been doing this for nine months now. That's like a third, a quarter of her life. You know, that's that's a mm-hmm. long time. And so at some point, they don't remember any other ways of of doing it. So, yeah, getting back to any version of new normal is uh, will be interesting when it comes. If it yeah. comes, we'll see. Yeah.
0: But uh, if there was one thing that uh, she did really well when we were shopping, is she wore her mask the entire time. Except when we got in the car, it's like, "Can I take my mask off, sure?" Um, but she's she is really good with wearing a mask. Again, it's sort of something she has grown up with, percentage-wise, more than than you and I have. Uh, but uh, but yeah, and when it comes to mask wearing, she's really good. And and on sort of note, you'd said when you're outside, you might you'll have it on your, you'll put it on. I've just got I just wear it now. Yep, yeah. I'm outside. Like I, if I'm out, um, with our building, we have to wear it. Uh, when we're in the common areas,
1: yep, same with us.
0: And so, you know, I'll wear it, I'll get in the truck, um, or car. Uh, and then when we go somewhere, I'll put it on when I get out. If I go for a walk, I just, I leave it on. Cause often when I'm going for a walk, I just got my headphones on and it's actually more laziness, like, you know, taking headphones off to take the mask off to then be able to put it on, but like, yeah, just leave it on.
1: I thought that's a really interesting thing now. I mean, we have bought a car during this pandemic, so we paid more attention to the street now. But seeing so many people driving by themselves down the street wearing masks, I think that's a. it's quite it's quite interesting. It's just like this new like I, I personally, I mean, when we're in the car, we don't have our masks on. We have certainly have a system of masks in the car. I've got one by the door too, so I can put it on when I go down to check the mail or take the garbage out or whatever the case may be. But yeah, it's, mm-hmm. this, it's this new thing where, you know, people even by themselves are wearing these things and uh, it's just sort of the new, new normal. And it's gotten to a sort of point where people don't think so much of it anymore. So,
0: yeah. Well, and I, yeah, I have I, on that note, like I, I've wondered um, like if the person's wearing a mask and they're on their own, is it at a convenience? Um, is it just out a comfort? Like I, I, At the start of sort of the pandemic, I would have been like, why are you doing that? But now it's like, if I notice it, it's like, okay, like I, I, I pay maybe less attention, but it's just, you know, again, I've been out and about in my vehicle nonstop. Like I, I, I used to question, like, I remember probably this time last year, I'd have been taking the candle line into the office and I would have seen people wearing masks. And I would always wonder like, why are you wearing a mask? Like I would have questioned, like, "I, I don't understand that. Like, how is that helping? Now it's like, oh yeah, I totally see what they were doing. That was pretty smart. Yep. and you know, I think you know, in the grand scheme of things, even if we don't have to wear masks anymore, come cold and flu season, I might just wear one. I have, we'll ha- I mean, we'll have so many. We've got all these reusable masks. We'll probably, I'll probably continue to wear. Them. If I'm on public transit, I'll throw a mask on.
1: That's one thing I found really interesting just in the past couple of weeks. They've had a lot of numbers come out about uh, flu season, about how the flu is down so much this year because Mm -hmm. people are wearing masks and people are constantly washing their hands and and probably a lot more people. I mean, we got our flu shot for for this year and I I hardly – I don't think I've ever gotten a flu shot before this year. So, I mean, I think, you know, that whole thing where, yeah, some of the flu is not really an issue and nobody's getting sick of it this year because of all these other things we've been doing all day mm-hmm. long. It's really, it's kind of interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned like the flu shot. Like we, um, I was able to secure a flu shot for, for my wife and I, but baby force was difficult because, um, at least here in the, in the province of BC, pharmacists are unable to provide, uh, children under five, the, um, uh, essentially a uh, needle, like they can't get the shot. Uh, they could provide the nasal, but then there were such low quantities of the nasal um, mist or whatever that trying to find a location that could do it was difficult. So we ended up finding a walk-in clinic that had supply, but they were extremely hard to find. Um, I don't recall a year being like this. Obviously, different circumstances, but yeah. I think a lot more people you know such as yourself probably did get one into your point yeah, you know, washing hands wearing masks and i think as well fewer people interacting and out and about yeah or those who are not feeling well are for i would say the most part staying home um, i still notice like when we were out this uh, weekend baby four sneezed um like for her it's i'm pretty sure the mask on the nose it was one sneeze but everyone around that heard, it's like
1: scatter. <laughs> yeah. And suddenly your kid's not getting played with anymore because she's the one who sneezed. Yeah. Which is all right. Mm-hmm. Hey, bringing up, you brought up the going to work on the Canada line or the SkyTrain every day. It's funny because we had a survey come out the other day from TransLink, from our local transit authority. And it asked, you know, basically, how much have you been using the, tra- the bus? How much have you been using public transit? how I should use it before the pandemic. And so, you know, before the pandemic, I would use public transit every day, two to times a day, three times a day. Since mm-hmm. the pandemic, I've used it once or twice, I think, since March. And, and, you know, we, A, we walk a lot more. I'll just walk through the city rather than take a bus somewhere. But also we now drive. And they said, you know, one of the questions was, when are you coming back to public transit? I was like, never. Sorry, guys, I'm done now. So it's going to be really interesting to see. I mean, you see the buses yeah. these days and they're, even when they're full, they're half empty, which is good. I mean, that's the only way I'd be able to handle it. They also had a part in the survey about, you know, what do you consider a full bus? And so they had, like, a picture of eight people on the bus. And it, is that semi-full? Is that completely full? Is that over? And so you had to pick one of these things. And it was funny how often, just for me, because, hey, we've been in this circle of four for eight months now but the idea of being in a bus of nine other people i was like no that's too many no i'm not no so it'll be interesting to see how that sort of rebounds when the the, in the new world
0: well and i you know being a commuter um essentially i used to call it taking the the sardine can to work yeah um or taking the sardine can home is many people as could you could stuff into a train like if at any point the weather were to take a turn so like if snow suddenly showed up or um maybe there was a uh, a transit issue or a, a bus route had been rerouted or uh, one of the you know different train systems wasn't functioning that was a guarantee to increase capacity obviously elsewhere and I mean i i used to casually joke around that I was making it to second base just by riding a public transit with a whole bunch of you know different strangers each trip in a new world. I'm not entirely sure. I want to even go to bat.
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) And I mean, our system is just like many other major cities in the world where during, Mm -hmm. during rush hour, it's already full to the brim at the very first station. You get to the second station, more people try to get in and they just push and push and push until, and you don't think there's any more space for people. Now in this world, I could not even imagine doing that anymore, but, uh, but yeah, that whole that whole concept it's just it's weird, it's strange. We'll have to see what happens. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I and mean, it's going to be an interesting 2021. Um I am curious though, is 2021 going to be a year where you have a PlayStation 5?
1: <laughs> see, it's good that we left this in the second half of the podcast today because it's just been a really depressing story and I don't want to I don't want to depress our listeners with the last potentially last podcast of the year. I don't know if we're going to do a New Year's Eve thing or something here, but, you know, we probably don't have have parties to go to. We might as well. But, um, yeah, PlayStation 5 stories. Well, you know, it's one of those things. I have trackers going, all the trackers. It alerts Mm -hmm. my phone as soon as something happens. It's really kind of depressing, though, because it also lists what's happening in America. And in the States, you know, there's multiple releases going every day or Walmart or Best Buy have, like, more and more and more releases and you just wait for Canada and it's open. Like today, for instance, the alarm came up. I was at my computer. I hit refresh. I saw it. It was there. It was seriously about 32 seconds and then they were sold out and it got to the cart and it didn't, didn't get out of the card or pass the card. So it's yeah. really the same story as last week. So, you know, I, I'm still, I have my controller. I've, I'm starting to think about his hook you up to other systems. Um, that's where I'm sort of at. And yeah, today, honestly though, I did stare at the disc system because I haven't going for the digital system. I've been trying to do that. There is obviously a lot less of them out there. And so I had the disc one in my cart for a solid 45 seconds. And I sat there and I looked at it and I knew if I pushed the button, I could have that and pay another 130 bucks for it that I didn't really need. But also at this point, I, I, again, even more than last time, even though I'm still paying attention, I just care less. Like yeah. the hype is gone and this whole system is just like, you know, I understand hey, it's, it's funny. I went into one of the local stores last night and sort of said, Hey, you know, you got, you got one around. Cause and he was like, Oh no, you have to get, you have to order them online. And I said, well, you know, your systems impossible." He was like, Oh, I, I don't know anything about that. You have to order them online. And so, you know, there was that too. I, I kind of, I had this little, like if this was a normal time, if we weren't having COVID right now, I would have done the search through all the stores and see what I could find, sort mm-hmm. of deal. But uh, yeah, this online world isn't working all that well for those of us trying to get those. Yeah, well, you know the
0: I could I totally understand the the hype factor obviously going down. Like right now, as far as the available titles, um, the only title that's generating hype for all the wrong reasons, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Um, someone actually uh, memed it. They showed a a picture of, like, Jason Momoa, uh, and it's, like, uh, Cyberpunk uh, on PC, and then next to it was, like, Rob Schneider from uh, 50 First Dates or whatever, Uh, and it's, like, uh, Cyberpunk on console, which seems to be their issues. Um, But on the note of of a PS5, like the disc version, I'm just sort of thinking through. I mean, it's got a larger hard drive in it, right? Yeah, I think it's double the size of the digital. I think the digital is <laughs> is like I want to say like only like 500 gigs and
1: it's like 180 megs. It's, it's it's really small.
0: No, no, but like I'm actually thinking now, like could it be that, you know, if you just think, yeah, it's got to draw like a disc drive, you're right, you know, do you need that for $130? No, but then if you have a larger, you know, hard drive inside of the disc version, you're allowing you to get more digital content. It's just you're paying for the extra hard drive.
1: I don't think that there is actually a hard drive difference between the two systems. But, um, but yeah, I guess it's something to look into. Um, yeah, just for me, you know, it's, it's technology is there. And we don't really need to do cartridges. Or I do understand sort of the resale. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, I can buy it. And then I can sell it again. That's something I'm really into. I don't, I you know, I spent my entire childhood going to old Willow Video and taking my three Nintendo games and trading them in for one and getting scammed that way. And at the time, it seemed like a good idea because I didn't have the money for anything else. But when you look back at all the video games that you put in for the one you got back, that was, uh, yeah, that was a good deal for them. But my point is, I'm totally, you know, I'm, I'm digital now. I don't need discs. I don't need any of that. So that, if the systems are the same, basically, and they, and from what I remember, they are. They are, you're right. Yeah. I just went and proved yeah.
0: myself wrong. So. I,
1: I don't need a disc. I don't, like you can say, yes, it'll play 4K DVDs or whatever, 4K Blu-rays, whatever. I don't even need that anymore. You know, I'm happy with streaming services. It's all good. I don't need discs. So really it's, yeah, I can't quite bring myself. I, I have had like two or three opportunities now to get the disc system, including from you. But, uh, you know, uh, by this point, I'm a crotchety old man. I've sort of dug in. I'm like, this is what I'm getting and that's just how it is and I'm not going to rest until I get it. Mm -hmm. And and yeah, but also, you know, you you look and it's kind of funny. It's kind of sad. Looking on Twitter, looking on various places on the Internet, uh, the people that really are quite upset and quite they have made this. And, you know, again, it's probably part of this year. This year has been pretty miserable for a lot of people. So if you have some place to place your animosity, place your hatred of the year, then this is sort of a good way to do it. You can curse out. Sony and say oh well how can they do this and I know Sony's trying to make these things as fast as they can they want all the money in the world and so it's not really the place to go and yeah I'm just sort of you know it'll it'll happen it'll happen eventually it could be the nerdy granddad cast but you know I'll talk about it then you guys yeah, yes. yeah you guys will have your your PS 32s or whatever and I'll be I finally got the PS5 and it's sweet <laughs> but, retro know. console yeah it's all retro yeah. these days you have to, you've used your hands to play it I don't know yeah. Um, well, speaking of games, I
0: I actually got a Steam notification that you were playing Civ 6.
1: Now, Civ 6, yes. I have, I, from the very first Civ, back when I was a teenager, I've always sort of loved the civilizations. And that's the one game that you can just sink yourself into. And oh, and like the day, the day's gone. Yeah. And you don't even realize it. And and so I find, you know, steering other civilizations through the perils of the world it's mm-hmm. pretty great now. Civ six does not have a coronavirus, and I'm sure that'll be coming in on upcoming update. You know, but right now, yeah, it's it's sort of always on in the background, which is also kind of funny because the way Steam counts hours. So if it's just sitting in the background and I'm not actually playing it, it still counts. So right now, I think I have something like 830 hours playing Civ six, and uh, that's not actually true. It's probably more like
0: 820. Yeah, I so. I, I will admit I enjoyed Civ games, but the time sync factor yeah. became, started becoming an issue. Where I'd be like, "Oh, I'll fire it up in the morning on a Saturday, and then it's dinner." And I'm like, "What? Like, where did that short? I'm just going to play for an hour or two Go, uh, and I I still haven't found my you know technology victory or whatever it was I was I was going for. There's- Civ six. 6- Sorry, I was going to say, just with Civ 6, though, the difference, and I think why I haven't found it, is it took away my ability to automate workers and the fact that workers are a consumable resource now. I understand why that shift was made, but it's actually made me work more, and I find that I just don't have it in me to work that hard in the game.
1: Now, I did Civ 1, I think I did Civ 3, I did Civ 4... I probably did a little Civ five. I'm not sure. Has Canada ever been before Civ six? Has Canada been a? Uh,
0: I don't think so. so I, I think that's a recent because I'm. I won't claim to suggest with authority because I haven't played it enough to to know. But I don't think it has been.
1: So that's an interesting about this one. We get to be Canada, and you get to be Wilfred Laurier of Canada, and your special your special. You can build Mounties, which you know Mounties, whatever, but. Your other special thing is you can build hockey rinks, so you go around building your hockey oh, your rinks. Culture through the roof. Yeah, and so I was I was playing a game as Canada, and I was you know I was sitting there and I was building my hockey rinks, and I mean there's a famous meme where you know with civilization where Gandhi will go off and just suddenly start p- pelting you with nuclear bombs, and you know that's very a very ish thing to do, but it's a yeah. something that in one of the civilizations like his programming made him do that. So this one, I was Canada, and I was sunny, happy Wilfred Laurier, and, you know, suddenly things started going wrong. And the great thing, and I know this is probably a thing for Civ 5, too, I don't remember, but near the end of the game, you can get something called a giant death robot. And so I was getting near close to the end of the game, and finally the other civilizations just started pounding on me. And so sunny, happy Wilfred Laurier just made an army of giant death robots and took all of those mothers out. <laughs> and I felt, you know, this was Canada. You know, Canada, I've... Yeah destroying everything and so yeah that was my happy I mean, you, you apologized right no not even that time i was just oh
0: man i was That's i dark. was over the edge it's the darkest timeline for any anything yeah, no, my, stop apologizing they had a you, was it ai that you were playing or, or oh, actual yeah. Yeah, okay.
1: No, I, and again, you know, I know there is online factors of that. I know there is things you can do online. I I I'm just I'm kind of scared of the whole online world. I don't really want to do that. We've talked about it with Red Dead Redemption in the past. Um I I do it with Nintendo games because Nintendo games are definitely that, you know, you can't talk to people. You can't communicate with people. You can give like a thumbs up or a happy smile to yeah. people, but you can't actually talk to them. So that's okay. and I'll play my Mario Kart online or Splatoon or whatever the, those sort of things. That's fine. But Things like civilization, things where I have to talk to people. I'm not actually looking to talk to people when I'm uh, playing these games. So, you know, it's, it's all good.
0: You're just, you know, wanting to send death robots that you built with your, you know, significant cultural impact.
1: Yeah, until um, until there's a VR version of civilization where I just sit on my couch and I'm, that would be, yeah.
0: Essentially the, the storyline to Ready Player 3. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Anywho, um, yeah, this is possibly it for 2020. I mean, we'll have to talk about whether or not we do a sort of like one in a new year's Eve. I don't know. I'm kind of thinking that what else is there to talk about for this year?
1: It's true. We're just going to sit there and drink and cry all evening. So, uh, and that's okay. You know, I'm not saying anything's wrong with crying. I think get after this year, getting that emotion out is going to be a very healthy thing and, uh, mm-hmm. it'll sort of dry you out and get you ready for 2021. Yeah.
0: But, uh, as you always can do, you can check us out on Twitter at Nerdy Dadcast. We have a Facebook page, our Dadcast, there as well. We'll be back in 2021 for sure. Uh, in fact, hopefully, with 2021, as things start to improve and conditions hopefully change for the better, maybe you and I can actually record a podcast together ish. Like I actually was looking at the, uh, essentially, the, device i have that we could use and the microphone cables i have we could arguably do that 12 feet apart so there's you know no reason why we couldn't get together right so although i guess if one of us needs to actually man it and really it's only six feet because we need longer cables yeah well i could you know splice two together that's there you go yeah um actually just uh completely random. Uh, I can't remember which hardware store it was, but they actually had a piece of paper up with a graphic of a um, mail in to mail end plug, and that you can't get these in any stores because they are highly dangerous and illegal. And it says, if you find that you need one of them, you have wired your Christmas lights wrong. <laughs> Let the fact that people are thinking that this would be a good idea. So I got electricity coming out of that electricity coming out and I want to connect the two things together to have the electrical battle in the middle. Speaking of splicing cables together.
1: All right. And on that note, any, any more wisdom other than that you got for the year, Chris?
0: No, that's it. Don't, okay. Don't, don't get the mailed end to mail in connectors. There's all sorts of bad that can come. How about you? Any, any wise words of wisdom that can at least make mine seem less wise?
1: I'm just gonna say Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, all those things, and uh, be be safe this year. Don't don't go out for turkey, you know. Stay home. That's it's all good. Christmas will be back next year, probably, unless you know, yeah. unless it isn't. We yeah.
0: Well said. Well said. And uh, if for some reason, Christmas isn't your thing. Uh, as a friend told me, uh, have a, a merry winter time. Yes. Unless you're on the other side of the planet from us, at which point, uh, enjoy
1: summer. And we miss your summer. We'll come visit mm-hmm. soon hopefully sometime hopefully yeah yeah.
0: so on behalf of john myself chris we're gonna ask you to stay nerdy my friends and safe